Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a regular dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. Hi! We are back with a very special episode of Queer Talk as we're collaborating with Pink News for their Pride for All programme. Pride for All was started during the pandemic and is being continued as a way to allow those who are closeted, unsafe to express themselves, or those who cannot access Pride parades and celebrations to be able to access Pride and to celebrate their identities during Pride season. Yep, as we jump into Pride season, it's important as queer people to use our various platforms to spread the rights messages, especially now that there's a spotlight on the LGBT community. You are absolutely right. We never know how long this kind of spotlight and all eyes on us is going to last before the next Pride season comes around. So on that, I think it's a good time to mention that Pink News has launched the LGBTQ plus refugees welcome campaign, because quite frankly, our community cannot rely on more traditional routes for the vital help it needs in these unprecedented times. Having raised £11,000 already, Pink News will be helping two charities through Give Out. They will be directly donating to Outright Action International's LGBTIQ Ukraine Emergency Fund, helping the activists and organisations on the ground in Ukraine and surrounding countries to support the needs of LGBT plus people, turning to them for life-saving help. And their second beneficiary is Micro Rainbow. Micro Rainbow creates safe homes where LGBTQ plus asylum seekers from Ukraine, Afghanistan and beyond can be safe while they enjoy the UK's gruelling asylum process. Operating in London, the Midlands and the Northwest, Micro Rainbow provides safe temporary housing, food, bedding, clothing and that extra support needed by queer people who are desperately seeking refuge. So please dig deep and donate via the link in our bio on socials and also in the episode description. We are very happy to be joined by Oliver Worley, who is the head of production at Pink News, one of the largest LGBT news providers out there and produces Pink News' queer catch-up on Snapchat. Hi, Oliver. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. I'm very well, thank you. How are you both? We're alive. The sun is shining. <laughs> I love that we're alive is like my standard. Like that's where the bar is set right now. I'm like, yeah, so I'm, I'm still I'm still going. We're still recording. <laughs> so um, Your heart yeah, my beating. heart is beating and there is oxygen coming in and out of my lungs. So I'm grateful for that. God, the bar is set. <laughs> I'm working on the Jubilee Bank holiday. So enjoying is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> but I like what I do, so can't complain. Tell us a little bit more about your work and what you do at Pink News. So I'm head of video at Pink News. So I run a team of video journalists and producers who meet a fantastic array of content every day. We publish video on all of the big social platforms and our website. Interestingly, Snapchat is one of our biggest publishers where we have, I think we've got like 17 shows and we average at like 3 million daily unique users on that platform. And it's quite nice because it's a a young audience. So we reach 
like 70% of those people are from the age of 13 to 24. And we cover all sorts of different stories from, yeah, positive news on the queer catch up to kind of celebrity fashion journeys and all the kind of juicy celebrity gossip that Snapchat viewers enjoy. What do you prefer, the, the positive news stories or the celeb gossip? I definitely have a guilty pleasure for celeb <laughs> gossip. Who doesn't love watching some scandal about James Charles? But I think everyone works in a company like Pink News so that we can be bringing more positive news stories to the community. And I would say everyone that does work here has been a consumer of Pink News at some point in their life. And it's helped them in a way either become more comfortable with their own identity or find out about themselves and their own identity. So it's really nice to be on having, you know, consumed Pink News content to be on that side and helping other people come to terms with themselves and feel good about themselves. Yeah, it definitely helps to actually understand the audience that you're trying to target and you're making content for. At Queer Talk, we talk about positive news stories a lot. That's kind of what we do here. Talk to us a bit about Queer Catch Up. How is this inspired? So it was actually um, inspired and created before I started at Pink News. So I'm going to be speaking on behalf of the people that created it. But it was actually created during the pandemic as well. So the first episode was published almost two years ago to the day. Uh, you mentioned Pride for All, which again was started in 2020 at Pink News as a way for people to experience pride whilst they're being locked at home. And 2020 obviously was a year where people did need more positive news content. So the inspiration for Queer Catch Up was to provide quite a specific type of positive news with regards to it being queer to a queer audience. And I guess... One of the things that Spencer and I always struggle with, with the podcast, is actually trying to find good news. Do you also have the same you know, the same issue? Absolutely. We, you know, every single day we're talking about sort of what things we're going to be covering on the platform. And we do focus a lot on celebrity content. So coming out stories, thriving LGBTQ plus celebrities who are living their best lives and being great role models for younger LGBTQ plus people. So if we focus just on the kind of celebrity content, there is always some positive stuff we can be covering. What we also try and do is balance that out with the more worthy positive news stories and some of try trying to put positive spins on the current stories that are in the news. So we, we have a large audience in the US and a lot of our storytelling and pieces are about things going on in the US. So a recent example would be the Don't Say Gay Bill. We tried to put, like, obviously we can't not talk about that and it's a negative thing that's happening, but we try and frame the stories around positive things that are coming out of that. So whether that's communities coming together to protest against it. We recently profiled some high schoolers on TikTok who organized a protest for their whole school to go out and just chant gay everywhere they went. And it was it's beautiful to see because it's like young people, clearly straight people, queer people all coming together and kind of be, being a bit inspirational for people. And then we also try and cover, you know, with that story, all the celebrities that have spoken out against it. But yeah, it, it does get difficult because you feel a little bit like you're scraping the barrel sometimes when it comes to positive news content. And some of the positive news content can be quite throwaway. So we do try and, you know, bring some of that more impact positive news that is going to last a bit longer than maybe just like a fluffy piece on someone coming out. Yeah, I think it's definitely tough. We have the uh, privilege of after you've already found all the positive news for us, we just get to scroll through Pink News and find it. But I can imagine finding those stories is, you know, a full-time job in itself, trying to trying to keep up, and especially um, in amongst all of the negative. We're, we're similar to you. The celebrity stories are important because of the platforms that they have, but also uh, we want to try and balance that with platforming 
the people that are doing good work on the ground and you know activists and and smaller kind of groups of people who are putting that work in but if, if we lean on that kind of celebrity influencer segment for a second who do you see spreading like positive messages in the community and who do you think we need to see more of on these larger platforms so i think if you go for like the the really large people with regards to celebrity like someone like jojo siwa is just a really perfect example of someone who resonates with our audience for a start but is just like pure positivity through and through um they have a great message they stand for just joy and happiness and they're kind they're living their truth they resonate with quite an interesting demographic in the states as well because they're white middle class middle america um but they're very visibly queer which i think is a really important thing to show in in that kind of demographic and she's someone we follow and support you know all the time but then someone else like Elliot Page um, we like to profile him quite a lot because he's obviously transitioning in a very public way and is he's transitioning in a very public way and it's a very high profile case of someone taking ownership of their identity and having the support from their workplace with regards to you know working in for Netflix and with the Umbrella Academy. And then from an influencer perspective, I quite like at Matt XIV on Twitter. He's also on Instagram as well. But I think he has a really good balance of being able to touch on the serious issues with some comedy added. So they very clearly keep very up to date with what's going on within the world of lgbtq plus rights globally but can like obviously very witty and can kind of memify an important news story we need to coin the term memify i'm quite into that is that is that something that we're, we're <laughs> going to start here and now maybe that already exists yeah matt is good and i think as queer people when you're putting the work in to kind of touch on those messages and put it out to a platform and also open yourself up to the kind of lash you know lash back that comes backlash lash back backlash that comes from lashback i don't know what lashback is sounds like back wash or something yeah when you open yourself up to the backlash that comes with that i think you have to have fun you have to enjoy what you're doing you have to enjoy putting that content out i guess the same probably applies at pink news whilst you know the organization is probably very inclusive and very friendly and very great to work for i'm sure you all get a lot of backlash not lashback on your articles you know on your content and that can be a struggle too so i think i think you're right being able to memeify or or make a, you know make fun content around a serious issue i think it's it's easier to engage with as well yeah. we spend a lot mm-hmm. of time consuming really negative headlines and so if we can kind of enjoy consuming that content or have find some kind of joy um, which helps us engage with it better maybe that's a better way of putting the message across absolutely absolutely i think matt has a really good balance because thinking about their recent post it was all about pink washing and there was the picture of the two vaseline tubs uh, one was two pounds uh, one was one pound and the one with those two pounds is obviously the rainbow one for pride it was like it's just a funny way to demonstrate such a good point and be political. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I think that's just like a, such a great balance to kind of allow their audience to really understand what pinkwashing is in a really simple way. Now, in this episode, we want to continue this focus on the importance of positive news. So as we've already kind of mentioned, in a world that puts so much time into bringing us, the queer community, down, why do you think it's important to share those positives? So we've obviously mentioned that the internet can be a very negative place for people in general, but particularly for queer people. And everyone knows that feeling where you start doing scrolling on Twitter or you go down a TikTok hole and it's like, 
a lot of negativity. And I view Queer Catch Up as like a bit of a timeline cleanse. If you can see that just breaking up that doom scrolling with just a nice fluff piece about a gay dog that got abandoned for being gay, but then it was adopted by a same-sex couple. Like, okay, that might be throwaway, but if it will, it gives you just a tiny bit of a serotonin boost in what in what can be quite a murky landscape. But I also think whilst the climate for maybe um, some of the people who have anti-LGBTQ plus rights views, who are going to be very obviously spewing hate and spewing negativity, it's that's a very easy combat against that with what we do with the queer catch-up. But I also think a lot of negativity can come from within the community as well. Mm-hmm. And some of the platforms are quite catered to, well, all of the platforms are catered to views and clicks. And I you do I think you see quite a few people who maybe would are activists or influencers from within the community who will quote tweet or repost or directly quote a hateful article. And I think that can have an equally negative effect on a viewer or a consumer. And what that person may be thinking is going to be like fighting against that kind of negativity actually sometimes compounds it. And that can be just as triggering for people to see, even if it like it's almost like the caller is coming from inside the house kind of thing. So I think spreading just pure positivity without even necessarily highlighting the fact that you're directly going against some negativity can be a way to dilute the landscape. That was quite a convoluted answer. It was a really good answer, though. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. Like, um, like for, for example, when the two lesbians got attacked on the bus, people were sharing those images so much. And like... I understand you want to shout out against it, against the homophobia, but you're actually sharing a very triggering image within the community. So I really understand what you're talking about. And like you see some, like I follow a someone on Twitter and like they've got a content warning in their profile. They're like, FYI, I share, I quote tweet a lot of turfs. And it's like, cool. So you know, if you're going to follow that person, that is their whole gig is just shouting out against turfs and having shouting matches. And that's fine because that we do need people to do that. Um, But you need to have such a strong mental reserve to go against hate and trolls online. So we we just try to take the stance of like, no, we're just going to be publishing positive things so that people can just see that there is positivity. It's not always in response to negativity. On that, actually, because as a community, like we are currently fighting for fully inclusive ban on conversion therapy. You know, we are seeing fracturing in the LGBT community with trans rights in the middle of it all. Uh, and there are like long waiting times for gender identity clinics. Like there's so many issues that we as a community need to fight for still. And I understand your point of like, let's let's do a timeline cleanse. Let's not always talk about these things because they, they can bring us down. But like w- when we have countries, even like Hungary, where they are banning gay representation because it's propaganda, like, do you feel sometimes superficial for sharing positive news stories in this kind of this climate where maybe we do need to focus on the serious stuff? I do. I do. It can be quite trivializing sometimes when we get we log on in the morning and we discuss what's happening and there'll be yeah someone talking about um, refugees fleeing Ukraine and then being persecuted in Poland as well. Or, yeah, the example of conversion therapy that you've just mentioned and it's something that we that I don't think we tackle enough yet. And I think, you know, that whilst the queer catch up is not the place for those important news stories, we do cover that with the website and we do cover that um, on TikTok because TikTok's an, a place where you can do a slightly more deeper dive. But we just try to have balance with those with covering that kind of thing. 
Yeah. I think the balance is important. I the question about being superficial obviously isn't directed at you personally. I think it's it's really hard to exist in a in a media space where you want to do both. And I'm sure, you know, there can there can be criticism on both sides. So finding that balance is uh I'm sure incredibly hard. So we we salute you at Pink News yeah, for uh, got a tough job <laughs> <laughs> for making that happen. Yeah, I did want to add that. Like you, with regards to balance, like you can't exist as a publisher and not put, put both sides of the story. Like we're all aware that there is negativity and very difficult times for the LGBTQ plus community. So we, we, we would be completely remiss if we were like we're only going to focus on positivity. Like we do have to cover those things. It's just about where and how. Yeah, yeah. I think we do similar on on Queer Talk. We have obviously sections where we talk about positive news stories, but then we also do interviews and we don't shy away from the serious issues. It's always about finding balance and letting people take what they need to take at that time. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you ever feel that other news sources are only interested in the LGBTQ plus community when there's homophobia or transphobia or controversy taking place? Because whilst you're a queer outlet and you cover the positives... I think a lot of other outlets that are non-queer specific probably just like jumping on things when it's negative. What, what are your kind of views on that? Sadly, I think, yes, the, the, the focus for non-queer specific outlets with regards to LGBTQ plus issues, apart from maybe the I, is all around negativity. And I think I would put it down to the fact that those articles generate engagement, they generate clicks, they generate views. And we live in an age where that, that is currency. If you're being talked about online, whether it's negative or positive, that is currency. Mm. And clearly that kind of um, journalism and that kind of rhetoric does generate conversation from both sides because you get the anti-people getting behind it. And then you you also get, you know, the people fighting for LGBTQ rights also engaging with it. So I think we're we're never going to see that stop sadly because those that that kind of journalism obviously does generate a lot of revenue for those publishers so it's a yeah it's it's going to be a constant fight and it's why places like queer talk and pink news need to exist yeah because we're not here trying to start a culture war i like to think (laughs) that's exactly what i've been doing this whole time what that's not what we're doing here (laughs) this isn't a culture war 
I'm so uncultured. I don't know if I'd be able to start a culture war. I'm not sure how that would work. What role would you take within a culture oh, war? Jesus, I'd have to learn. I'd have to learn what a culture war was. I'm typically, I mean, if I bring it down to like my friendship groups, I like to stir. So like, I don't like to deliberately cause any hate or drama, but I like to really push people's buttons to the point of breaking point where something starts, but then they're kind of like, oh, it's fine. I, they don't actually think it was me that made that happen. Okay, so you'd be like an advisor to a general. Yeah, or yeah. I'm imagining like the the, uh, the council in Game of Thrones and trying to figure out where you sit there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen where would you sit in a culture war? Oh, um, I would be like at the front of the army, obviously. Uh, what? Leading the charge. Yeah. I don't okay. think so. In an actual confrontation or a conflict, <laughs> I think you'd cower away. Cower? I'm... No, I'll be doing strategic um, stuff in the back. Oh yeah, so. you'd be doing you'd be doing the accounts. Yeah, and that <laughs> we all have our positions for the LGBT agenda. <laughs> so, kind of going back to positive news stories, and then obviously what you do for queer catch up, you must see a lot of good news stories come kind of flying around everywhere, and actually go out and find some, and you know do that kind of first hand journalism as well. I was wondering if you could share with our listeners, and also with Spencer and I, one of your favourite or more recent positive news stories that kind of just genuinely made you smile and, cl- and cleanse your feed. Yeah. So this. However you take it, it could be seen as throwaway. But someone I'm, we've been following since January is... Do you remember the, I'm in me mum's car, vroom vroom meme? <laughs> yeah. So they, they came out as trans at the beginning of January. And they've been like uploading their story on YouTube and their relationship with their mum and how that's progressed. Um, and I don't know, we obviously, I work in internet media. So that that kind of I, I love this sort of where are they now meme sort of content, uh, but that is just it's a very heartwarming story, and they're like they're in that him and his mum's relationship is just really beautiful. That's really special. So it's cute. I I have a lot of conversations around oversharing on social media, but I actually think like particularly in that way whether it goes viral or not is another thing but it's it's really powerful because even if one person sees it and is like wow like I didn't think I could share that or I didn't yeah. think people like this existed I think there is a lot of power in that so I think I think that's a really good example we find from our audience that first person accounts of people living their truest lives living their authentic selves are the most helpful to our mm-hmm. audience and they you know if we either if we get people saying could we you know take part in a video because um this is my story sort of thing and I'd love to tell it I, they would use examples of like, I saw this other thing on Pink News and that helped me come to terms with myself. And we, we see it with people applying for jobs here as well. You know, they've seen certain videos. So like we always try to profile people who are willing to share their story online and, you know, share that you can live happily as your authentic self. So I, I always try and follow people who are kind of okay with sharing their journeys online because i think it's it is a really beneficial thing and like you said if it is not about necessarily going viral it's about someone who can um highlight that living authentically is okay possible and it can be a positive i think we tiptoe around it a lot i think there's there's also a level of like shame that comes with actually being happy and feeling joy sometimes um and it and it's it's really nice to see people genuinely just being happy and living their best lives sometimes I'm a little bit bitter about it I'm like wait 
why are you having fun? This this shouldn't be okay, but actually it should be okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, I think for us and what we do, you, 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 you're always thinking that you have to be furthering the agenda in some way or like making a real positive change that's like visible and tangible. But there are multiple ways to do that that maybe are a bit less tangible. Yeah. Yeah. Being being happy in itself is, is furthering mm. the agenda because it's like, this can happen. This does exist. I think it's sometimes a trap that influencers fall into. Like, obviously, some queer influencers are, like, posting about their life and their story, and people want to see that. Um, but they get to a point where they are actually enjoying themselves, and they might feel like, oh, am I privileged now because I'm having a good time? But actually, that's mm. what people want to see. They don't want to always mm. bad the negative. They want to see people happy and aspire to that too. But yeah, I think there's like a, a bit of a balance between being happy on social media and also coming across as privileged and like not caring. On that note, I think we want to ask you for a bit of advice for our listeners before we say goodbye. We've kind of mentioned it's so much easier to jump on a negative headline and to focus on the the kind of downside of being queer. But what would you say to encourage people to focus more on the positives and to kind of, you know, switch off kind of lean into it being more authentic and being themselves and kind of searching for that joy instead i would say give yourself breaks from online content which sounds really weird because i know i work in it but i think as a queer person we find so much connection with the online world because especially when you're younger you may not have the kind of real life connections that are so fulfilling for everyone so I, I do understand that the internet is an important resource for queer people. And that's obviously why we put we try to put positive content out there. But also just taking a break and appreciating the world around you and the positivity that can come from in re- from real life interactions is really important, especially, you know, the last two years that we've gone through where everything was online and so much of our lives existed online, that appreciating the things that you can do with the physical space around you and the connections that you do have in reality are really, really important. I think that's great advice. It's advice meme I've seen should actually take, you know, take um, a break, take a break and get offline. <laughs> Listen, we can't, we can't be posting on our close friends stories all the time. We actually have to, um, you know, live in the real world sometimes too. And I'm take a break. Post now. Thank you very much. I've already taken Oliver's advice. <laughs> I, I do actually live that advice. Like I don't have social platforms or anything. I, I publish enough at work. Wait, that, you don't have any um, social media platforms? Profiles? I have a, a burner Twitter account, which is basically just for lurking, mm-hmm. um, where I follow all my news stories. But otherwise, no. Wow. I'm that is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I have about uh, six accounts on each platform and i i yeah that's confused that's that's a lot it is i just feel i feel like already i'm incredibly responsible for like a lot of Mm -hmm. content that gets put out into the ether that i don't know if i do you feel like if you had a social media profile on the platforms that you work on you suddenly become biased because you're just making content for yourself and not for other people absolutely um and like definitely some some of my team we have i have like presenters on my team and they are partially creating their own image as well as being speaking on behalf of pink news um and i I didn't you know that's not my place i don't think i'm speaking much more from the brand so yeah good for you this is important Mm. i think maybe we should put a little hashtag out like be more oliver i would love to switch off from social (laughs) media honestly if i did it for a week i think i'd be a different person you should try it spencer yeah it's it hard me. I, I deleted instagram in 2016 and it was like yeah. 
it was hard. And you're you're still a fully functioning, successful adult. And it It is possible. The world doesn't end. (laughs) Oh my. Uh, Okay. Well, that's (laughs) that is a great piece of advice and one that I'm really scared to scared to act on. So I guess that was uh, made an impact. I'll I'll make sure Spencer tries it. Thank you, Oliver, for joining us today. Um, It's been lovely. Thanks so much. And uh, thanks to Pink News for having us for the Pride for All uh, week. Make sure you donate to the Pink News LGBTQ Refugees Welcome fundraiser via the link in the episode description and all of our socials. And last but not least, do not forget to let us know that you've listened to the show on socials. We are on Instagram at queer underscore talk and on Twitter, we are queer talk underscore. Until next time. Bye. Bye.